Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Panthers, we are in for their analysis and we're going to go through their draw first and then their pack predictor and then go into the individual players. Scoop, you're back. This is a beautiful looking spreadsheet here. Talk us through their buys and then their early draw. Yeah, well, they've got one of the harder draws to start. They start off challenging the, the Storm's, what is it, 17-year round one winning streak Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, in that first round. And they've got the Broncos round three and possibly a resurgent Roosters in round four for a bye. And then you've got a bit of an easy run after that. So if you have somebody who's a little bit cheaper by then who you want for that round 13 potentially, might make a little bit of money, that'd be the time to get on. Uh, other than some of these top guns, of course, which we'll get into. Beautiful. Um, yeah, Storm, Eels, your boys, who we think might bounce back a little bit, Broncos. Um, it's going to be a fun first three three games there. And yeah, someone like Cleary, do you think it? Do you think that early draw matters for someone like him? I think it matters less for him than someone like Hines. We, are, we can be high on Hines because of that really early draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but Panthers are the Panthers and the Panthers have been number one for a while now. And that sort of means their opposition will most of the time bend over backwards against their mighty forward pack and their sh- huge back line. So I think the Storm and the Broncos might be tougher games, but against perhaps, say, the Eels, even if they're a surgeon, um, the Roosters and Sea Eagles, even if the Eels do stick it to them from a points point of view, from a fantasy point of view, they can still do well and dominate. So I think for those elite guns like Yo and Clear, it's not going to matter much. For some of the other options, it might. Definitely. Uh, and then that pack predictor, there'll be a few sort of younger fellas that we'll, we'll mention as well that it could be a decent chance of yeah, pushing themselves into this onto this bench there, but yeah, what you've got there is very much similar to what they finished the year with, right through the finals as well. 
um, with Ghana playing some time and 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 going on from there. So Liotta at forty five minutes there. You got Mitch Kenny playing sixty five. Do you think that that Sonny comes on and plays some more, or do you think he's kind of on the on the way out? Yeah, I'm not sure of that one. I think what's going to happen is they're either going to have Ghana there or they're going to have Peachy there, and Peachy can cover anything he's one of these guys who mm. could should have omnipositional status in fantasy a bit like Kurt Mann but yeah he can do anything from playing center to playing hooker to playing middle so I think whatever happens Kenny isn't going to play 80 and we saw at times Kenny did move into the middle a bit last year so I think we might see something similar to that happen again definitely I think we'll see in that final trial anyway how this uh, pack's going to look let's get into the players there and kicking off up top with Paul Alamotti, who we all had in our sides last year. And it was a fun ride for the most part. Where do you see his role being? And, and what have you heard on the grapevine? I haven't heard too much on him, but it's honestly tough to see him stamping his spot in that side straight away. They've got Talon May, who, yeah, he's coming off an ACL injury, but he had a fantastic year in 2022. And they had Peachy who came in and played a lot of last year and did quite well. So I think that um, with Taruva putting in a good shift that somebody else is probably going to be ahead of Alamotti unless he has a really good preseason. And um, yeah, he's, he's already 400k, but it is the Panthers, so there could be some uptick. For sure. Uh, you've got Nathan Cleary there at the million bucks. It looks funny if it's a thousand there. Uh, just to buy him straight up are you looking at him as the only gun in in that half position given like cleary by himself not hines are you thinking of going both of them where's your head at in amongst all that i've actually changed my team up uh, a fair bit in regards to that especially with the eels hooker news which um gave me probably an extra 200 300k to work with so I ended up putting in someone like Moses who had a really soft draw and then I wasn't sure I liked that balance and I did put Hines in. But I think it's going to be really hard to anti-pod Cleary even if you do go Hines. I think taking Cleary out when we know what he can do is very hard. And he's priced at what he's priced at even though he had like a 19-minute injury game as well and that would boost his average up to like 75. So mm-hmm. I just don't see someone in a three-peat Premier's Panthers team really falling that far. Yeah, given he's the best in the game. For sure, it makes sense. And and the stats just based on ownership makes it very hard to to go against him, that's for sure, doesn't it? And yeah, it's definitely a world where you can. Like he's coming off an injury. Sounds like it seems like it didn't even affect him too much in that in that grand final. But um then do you have any thoughts on on what the the world club challenge them going overseas. Do you think that sort of changes too much for them, given that's a really, really long flight there and back? Look, there is potential. If I see uh, somebody who can play half on the bench or in 18th man or something like that, I might get a bit skeptical, but I mean, it is only like the first little bit of the season it would affect Maybe the Storm do beat them and continue their super-duper around one streak. But um, the Panthers didn't start off the hottest last year either, and then mm. they revved up and were fine anyway. So Cleary 
I still think it's going to be a good option. Not there's there's not many areas you can poke at for a downside. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah, if even if he comes out like last year and picks up a fifty odd or sixty to kick things off, it, we know that it's it's going to come around. He'll he'll just smash those hundreds, won't he? So. Yeah, that's Cleary there on that one. You've got Jack Cole there as an origin watch. Talk us through him. Yeah, well, this this year and well, last year and most years, they've had one of or both of Cleary and Luai go and disappear into origin and a couple of rookie halves come in and sometimes make some pretty good coin. Like we saw Jack Cogger do that last year. But the thing is, Jack Cogger's gone now. He's gone to the Knights. And so we've got probably the most likely two as Jack Cole and Schneider to be those two halves. Schneider's already priced up a little bit from stuff he did uh, last year and probably won't be much value. But if both of them disappear for Origin, Jack Cole at 230k in a still pretty good Panthers team, even with a lot of their Origin guns missing, could be somebody that you put in to score you some points in that in that um, Origin week and maybe make a little bit of money. Poor Dane Laurie. He doesn't get any love from the scoop. I forgot about that, eh? Hey? Yeah, like, got him. got Laurie. Yeah, he, he just, he's flicked there and back, eh? Hey? He's so good. <laughs> yeah. He was Tiger's best player, and now he's not even going to get close to this Panther side, is he? Yeah, it's wild. Oh, God. All right, let's move on. Dylan Edwards, 660. He had a really interesting year, didn't he? He kind of started the year as the best wing fullback. And then by the time people actually wanted to get him in their side, he, he went downhill deluxe. Yeah, he fell off a cliff. I can't remember what he ended up priced at, but I think it was somewhere in the mid or low 500s. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it just, anybody who was like, I'm going to get this this bloke a couple of rounds early instead of getting Latrell Mitchell or something like that, really suffered from it. Yeah. Um, I, I had a look why that is the case and you can sort of see it in games like he is this ultimate competitor backing up everything being everywhere but he's often not the person to do it himself or touch the ball last Mm. and for that reason he doesn't quite get as many assists or tries himself even though he's got huge run meters pretty good tactical busts these days and a couple of other things so he's just missing one or two stat categories that would tip him over into an elite option. Definitely. Eisenhuth, yeah, bench guy at best. James Fisher-Harris at 584. He had a really strange season as well after getting injured. Had a bit of a shocker before. Yeah, we've seen big minute, bigger minute games from him where he's been well above this 42.5 average. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think that there is potentially a little bit of room to go up with um Lenny leaving but I mean Lenny's always been their impact guy not a monstrous difference to the pack and um Lindsay Smith had a really good year last year moving into uh firmly establishing himself in this Panthers side and I could see something like um Leota and Lindsay Smith taking I guess more of those minutes if there are more to go around than James Fisher Harris and so for that reason, I probably can't see him pushing too much higher than where he's priced. Maybe a couple of points, but um, not not really someone I'm actively considering. For sure. Luke Garner as a guy that just needs an injury at this point and then could come relevant, right? Yeah. Like, he's probably going to be bench-edged. They liked doing that last season because Martin 
quite often goes off with 15 to go or has a bit of a rest or does stuff like that. And Sorensen does that a bit as well. It depends how they use Sorensen this year as well, but I don't see much of a world where Luke Garner goes up in value or even holds holds value unless um, there are a couple of injuries. For sure. There's been a little bit of chatter around Maverick Guy in this preseason so far as well. If he was to jag a bench spot, is he someone worth considering at 2.30? Probably not. Like bench edge, as I've said a couple of times, I think in these things is not a good scoring position. Your middles are your high PPM, high work rate uh, areas just because there's more tackles and more stuff happening. They can get the attack. But if you don't get the attack in 25, 30 minutes of play, what are you going to score? 12 points. Yeah. It's not going to be very pretty. So not really. Definitely. Uh, Harrison Asset, not someone to look at at this point. Liam Henry at 320. You've got him as a, you know, someone that you would consider more than Maverick Gaia. 90K more expensive. Yeah. If he's one of the people who might play Spencer Lenny, I think Matt Eisen is probably ahead of him, given that the incumbent scene he's done, uh, especially taking over. Um, the lock roll from Yo when he's in origin, stuff like that. But Liam Henry's done really well in reserve grade and is sort of like Hopgood, Hopgood version two, stuck behind all these other amazing Panthers. And it's got like a 60 average in reserve grade in about the same minutes. And his couple of NRL opportunities that he's got is two or three games. He's absolutely stormed along at like a 1.1 PPM or something. So if he does sit in that 25, 30 minute Lenny roll, he could be a pretty decent option. I'm not super confident of seeing him there, but uh, just keep an eye out for him. Yeah, because anything over 30 is a, is a decent chunk of minutes to take away mm. from these guys. Hey, yeah, so I can see the risk there for sure. Mitch Kenny there you have as a fairly low minute. So we'll, like in terms of not getting the 80 on a week-to-week basis, but God, those, some of those numbers for him, even with 80 minutes, are pretty, pretty terrible, aren't they, in the low 20s and stuff like that. Um, Dane Laurie, yeah, you, yeah, he don't even think he deserves a spot in the 25, apparently. So we'll, we'll move on from him. Moses Liotta at 472, try scoring hero in the final, but no, no interest here. Uh, Lasati. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And yeah, he's, he's in that sort of top 30 that we won't shouldn't see, I imagine, this year. Jerome Luai at 567. Do you see anyone buying him? No. A, a lot of rookie players might be tempted to buy him. Guys like him and Ezra Mam don't score the points but have the big name. But, um, yeah, they'll inject themselves, but they don't have the huge stats 
that you'd want from a 5'8", like a Dylan Brown, who has tons of tackles, a lot of tackle busts and all that stuff. So Jerome Luai is a very good player. It's that he just doesn't quite have the game style to translate well into fantasy. And next to Cleary, who does, he kind of hogs all the stats. Definitely. Uh, Sonny Luke will leave. Liam Martin, what are your thoughts on him at a 43 average? Yeah, he was someone that I wasn't even looking at at all um, until I got to this this analysis. And then I do, I started to remember a couple of people saying at times last year, oh, maybe we should grab Liam Martin because he'll, he looks like he'll do better and he's at a cheap price and all that. So mm. I looked at it a bit. And um, it's a little bit, it was a little bit surprised to find that he actually didn't play like under 60 minutes basically at all unless it was origin affected or injury affected. So if he does start the year sitting at about 70 minutes, you might have like three or four points of value, but you don't really expect Liam Martin to play 80 minutes for six weeks straight to make the money that you want. So I don't think he's a buy. No, they want him at important times, don't they? They want him fit and firing at at finals. I probably personally see it being Sorensen, the guy that that plays the bigger minutes and and Martin, they're really keeping as fresh as possible. He'll play origin as well. So they're they're in the business of of winning premierships and and Martin's that strike guy that we know that dominates in origin and dominates in finals time. So yeah, he's one of those guys that if he was an eighty minute guy every week, then then yes please, but it's it's not it's not gonna happen. Taylor May, we we're talking just beforehand that we probably wish that he was a fair bit cheaper because he's an absolute gun. Yeah, six hundred k, and he didn't even play last year. What a ripoff! Surely you give him to us for like 450 or something like all these other guys around that price who uh I I think he'll do well this year. I mean, any back outside back in the Penrith team, you almost can just slap a 40 average on them and upwards. Yes. So like as long as he's not too hampered, well not hampered, but say not full hundred percent performance first year back from ACL injury. He might still be somebody we look at after Origin as a gun to finish the season, but probably probably less likely than others and definitely not to start the year. Yep. Jesse McLean at 370K kind of priced himself out of contention, even if there were an injury, most likely. Tyron Peachy, similar to that as well, 512. He had too good of a season last year. Brad Snyder at 468. We're kind of getting him at what he ended up at after that lovely rookie season that we all had him in our sides, right? Yeah, 468K, 34 average. He kind of did that at the Raiders. And then he, he still wasn't that fantastic of a scorer. If you look at his average of 34, like he made his money, but he wasn't exciting about it. So even though it's Penrith, he's just not going to make any money during Origin. Yeah, Lindsay Smith of 510, so expensive. But uh, yeah, did a great job in the minutes that he got. That's probably where there could be some some value if they if they decide that one of these you know Liam Henrys or or Mav Guy or or the you know young up and comers have a little bit more value than than what Lindsay did like his work rate rate was great but do they need a little bit more punch off the bench with some minutes that's probably the the big question mark coming into this season for Panthers so keep an eye out on Lindsay's minutes I'd say Scott Sorensen my boy uh, I, I'm getting a little bit colder on him. I don't know if it's just like I'm looking at the NRL finals games and and he very clearly played sort of around that 60 minutes and there were games he didn't score too well. There's one he scored 56 fantasy, but I think I'm getting cold of feet just because I think Liam Martin gets the massive minutes in those games. 
and they don't need to with Sorensen. I think, but I think Sorensen's going to be that sort of closer to 80 minute guy for the regular season. Where are you at with him? Yeah. Um, he's not somebody I want to touch if Garner's on the bench, put it that way. Yes. So he had a lot of games that he played 80 last year, but he also had a lot of games where he played 65 or 60 and stuff like that. So for that reason, I've got both him and Martin at that average 70 minutes, mm-hmm. but in one game, it could be Martin plays 80 and he plays 60 or swap, yep. depending on what the game. And as you said, in the big games, Liam Martin stands up. The storm, what do they start with? They start with the storm and another strong team in the first three three games. Yeah. That could be storm yeah, Broncos. Broncos. There you go. So that could be two games where Liam Martin plays 80 and Sorensen plays 60. So for me, it's not not really somebody I want to play with around at that price. Yeah, very fair. Uh, Isaac Tongo at 678. Man, he's expensive, but man, he's good. Thoughts? I basically put him in the Dane Gagai bracket. Don't touch until origin or after or whatever. But somebody pointed out for some reason that he did really well when Stephen Crichton was out. And I had a look. He's had five games on the right center position next to Cleary, which is what you want in fantasy. If you're next to Cleary, stuff's going to happen. Yeah. And he averaged 61 points there. It's only five-game sample, but, I mean, in a Panthers back line next to Cleary, I mean, he could do really well. So I don't expect him to average 61. No. You just – you can't do that for a center. You can't – it's hard to project them over 50. But, um, I mean – Tungo is that sort of guy who has averaged close to 50 in the past. And if he's on Cleary's side, does he does he get a little bump? It's just so much money to start the season, though. So I personally can't do it. Yeah. But um, if if you're wanting just a fun team for some reason or not that got no idea what to do with the basement and then nothing until the premium options, maybe he's a guy for you. That's fair. The amount of people I've seen... Uh, a comment or or say to me that they're going nowhere near Tungo just for the way that he he deals with his medical world with the his, his he doesn't deal with modern medicine um so they're like nah never going near him again but he's so good and he will be one of those sort of top three or four centers that you'll you'll want by the end of the year um I think that's pretty clear Brian to oh, 609 he has a really really strange uh last sort of five four or five years hey averages did you look into that it's Pretty crazy. Uh, I I can't remember what he averaged in 2022, but I remember it was a drop from that monster 2021 season where I think he averaged close to 60. Yeah. I think that season was the one where they decided everybody was too powerful. We're going to nerf tackle breaks. But yeah, let's just let's just have a look at those seasons. So 2023, he averaged... Um, 44. He averaged 44. 2022, average 39, only 50% try scoring rate. Did have one slightly injury-affected game. 2021, average basically 60. Like, he he was unstoppable that year. In yep. that year where the Penrith juggernaut was rolling and the six agains were rolling and all the teams that weren't winning just fell over and died from exhaustion, he absolutely dominated. So I think there's room for him to go up a bit because, I mean, he's a fantastic player. But I don't know if he's going to hit amazing levels again. Like, he'd have to have a Greg Marju type of season, and even then, that's only low 50s. So probably not one I'd want to start the year with. 
I think he, I don't know if you check there, I think he had a one per game try scoring rate anyway, or close to it. So last year, mm-hmm. so it's hard to go better than that, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's just not like we keep looking at him. Like, oh, he's going to be that top gun 700K guy, but he's just done, he's only done it once. So it's hard to go anywhere near it. Uh, Sunil Taruva, is he kind of at his peak, do you think, or is there room for growth there? I mean, when you look at the Penrith back line and he's the cheapest, you probably think, oh, wow, there's somewhere for him to go. But I mean, he had a pretty good rookie year. Uh, the way where he could potentially improve is um, tackle busts were good, meters were good, or line breaks were good. But for a Penrith outside back, a 40% try scoring rate seems kind of low. So if he does well, he could push up a little bit, but I don't see it being enough to really entice me. Yeah, definitely. And then Isaiah Yoda finished at 870K. It's a lot of Bicky, but 63.3 was the average. He was the most consistent guy in the whole game uh, and then even scored some tries at certain points as well. So he has that ability to do that. And pretty much the only guy, the only middle that plays 80 minutes week in, week out, even Jake Dubojevic doesn't do it uh, these days as much. So is there a world where it's worth starting with Isaiah? They don't have the buy in round three like they did last year, which I think kind of turned a few of us off. Any thoughts? I think he's a very strong option. I just don't know. I just don't know whether you want him as much as Payne Haas, who's just lost Flegler and Palacia. Like yeah, in okay. another year, I would have them pinned equal. I think the ceiling is about where Yo's sitting. If okay. you play him 80 minutes every single week, as I said in the stats, he can average just over 65, but also he won't do that every game. He'll have a 70 minute game once a month, but mostly he'll play the 80. Haas, however, I mean, We've seen when he first came out in like 2020, 2021, he was playing ridiculous minutes and averaging like 72. So his ceiling is higher than Yo's for me. And that's why I'd prefer him slightly. But if you wanted to go a bit different for some reason and still get really good consistency, it's really hard to find someone more consistent than Yo. Yeah, definitely. Okay. That's a good way to leave this this Panthers one. Guys, they're, they're going to be a fun team. At some point, you're going to want these guys in your team, which is hard right now, given how well they play each and every week, that they're so high priced. And until we get some type of drop off, there might only be one guy. Like, you know, maybe they just score a lot of tries down the right um, and something, yeah, not much happens down the left for like three or four weeks and you get a little bit of a discount and that could be the time to just go, go, get them. Um, but other than sort of the top guys in in Cleary, Sorensen and Isaiah Yo, uh, we might have to wait a little bit until we kind of build up the cash stocks and build up our team value to get the tungos and um and the like there, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Cleary and then watch. Yeah. And the main issue then is, and yeah, if you're building up that cash over the first sort of six to eight weeks, then they have the buy in round 16 and 19. If they're a non-origin guy, it's um, it does hurt a little bit unless you're kind of pretty well set up for those, big buys in 16, 19, and, and you can use the other Panthers guys in your team to cover like 14, 17, 20 and gets good yeah. scores around that. Then that's probably the way to look at it. But yeah, they're, they're an interesting team. It's just, it's so hard to get some value out of these guys with, with how well they've been going. So let's leave it at that one. Uh, leave with that one for the Panthers. You can see down the bottom there, we off to the Rabbitohs and the Raiders for our next couple. Thanks for being here guys. So we're, uh, we're, Cracking into this preseason, we have the app now available and ready to go. So probably, I think it was 
the 23rd or something last year. So they're a little bit early on everything for us this year, which is good. Thank you, NRL.com. Um, get in, get making your teams. I'm sure you'll be sending us your uh, your early thoughts and any questions. So uh, get in the Discord as well. I have to start putting the, the link in the description. But uh, thanks, guys. We'll see you in the next one.